Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. On tonight's episode of the SC Report for Round 14, we go around the ground for some teamless Tuesday analysis with the ever-reliable Daniel Lake. We also go around the grounds for the SC Talk website. So we are really movers and shakers in our rankings here. Uh, round 17 plays big one around the corner by week final of this season. Good moving around, captains and vices. Some good teams are separating themselves from the worst. And of course... Uh, JT's Joke Corner wouldn't be without it, but this week we're going to open it up to my co-host who's been busily writing away. All that and more on this week. Let's get into it. Thank you. I got NRL 360 fever. You know that intro that they do, they crap on about what they're going to talk about, all yeah. the gossip and, and twos and throwing. How was that? Yeah, your improv classes are really coming along, mate. You're doing well. <laughs> mate, absolute comedian. Never said I wasn't. Uh, how are you, buddy? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. I'm flying high. Uh, football's been really good lately, so I'm enjoying watching those games. But um, yeah, life's good. How about yourself? What football are you watching? <clears throat> Not the Knights. No, no, no. I was out Sunday, so everything else was great. Uh, yeah, no, not personally going too bad. I'm a little more, uh, I don't know, I guess less sleep deprived than I was last week when I was speaking to you. The dog is now nine weeks old. Uh, better half has been cleaning up pretty uh, pretty vigorously out there though today. So I'm glad I'm in here talking to you and well well away from that. But uh, hopefully the little thing uh, keeps quiet. Do you know the embarrassing thing is though, Matt? I'm a 29-year-old man, soon to be 30, right out. And uh, my dog has an Instagram page. Yeah. People you know, need to realise I had no bearing on that. Yeah, what the m- more embarrassing thing is, my wife follows it, and I, I sent you a that. picture. I sent you a picture last week. Yeah, <laughs> I'm watching the origin, and I'm on edge of my seat, and I'm yelling and screaming, and I look over, and she's looking at your dog on Instagram, and I was like, Jesus Christ! It's such cringeworthy content too, because Marina, my uh, partner, talks in the, as if the dog is uh, just—it's cringy, mate, honestly. <laughs> Just, we got it home, right? And I said, the first thing she says to me, what's its middle name? I'm like, I don't, I don't know. It doesn't have one. She goes, well, I need one for the Instagram page. I'm like, oh, what? Mm, please, mate. please cease and desist. Anyway, Millie B. Tate. There you go. Anyone that wants to follow, I'm sure Marina would absolutely love the following. Anyway, that's, uh, that's my life. Cowboys are going great though. Need to, uh, need to talk a bit more about them. Uh, we'll get into those guys with the, uh, round 14 news. A bit of a, a bit of cavalry arriving, actually. I'm not sure how I feel about it, but we'll, uh, we'll chat about him, I'm sure. The big Luciano Leilua. But before we get into it, mate, it would be, uh, remiss of us not to shout out some of our fellow SC Talk contributors. Uh, none more so than, I guess, site founder When in Rome, who's getting more, a little bit chatty. He is. am I liking? 784th. He takes a year off, uh, pulls the old Kirk up routine, doesn't watch football and and shoots up the rankings, and then gets a little bit lippy in the droop chats. Mm, Definitely. As soon as he starts to overthink it. I had a beer with him this afternoon and he said, uh, my strategy, because I said to him, like, is it the new dad thing or something like that? You know, you're sleep deprived, you're just not caring. And he goes, I don't even, I just make my trades now on uh, Tuesday as soon as teamless drop and I don't change it until the week starting unless you know an emergency or something like that yep. so a uh, quick shout out to when well done buddy you're in the top 1k first time ever i think in your 78 years of playing so there you go uh round of absolute applause for you uh quick one from him he's going brian toto this week i thought mm. that was a bit left field because he reckons he's set for round 17 so i don't know whether he just took a bath during 13 but uh no he had something like 15 players from round 13 if i remember correctly so i don't know how he's turned it around so quickly but i mean he's well ahead of me on the rankings i'm not going to criticize Brian Toto is a good pickup. He's uh, hmm. just he's dropped a hell of a lot of cash since the start of the year, and you know the Knights have played him back into form. Unfortunately, 
he um he's he's got a low break even. He, we know what he's capable of. Uh, yeah, this could be the time to get on him before he absolutely skyrockets. Certainly could. Uh, and another shout out, uh, Benny G. Uh, favorite of the podcast from a couple of years back. He's uh, been out in the wilderness for a little while, but he's a he's 159th uh, flying. And you know what else? New dad. So he's had a, oh, a kid Jesus. of his own uh, four or five months ago. So yeah, I don't know something in the air. Maybe it's just that new dad flavor to it. But uh, yeah. any other new dads out there? Shout out to you. Hopefully you're doing as well as those two guys. And Wilfred. Geez, there he is. He's not quite top 1K yet, but uh, geez, he's close. And normally this time of year, he's you know dwindling where you and I are. So good to see the uh, the old catfish absolutely firing up. I'm just having a quick look. So I'm currently 14,000th and climbing. Don't you worry about that. Mm-hmm. Uh, you are just outside the 10K. So, I mean, you know, we've got some stuff to play for, but I think we're not going to win, you know, spoiler alert, Lake, we're not going to win 50K. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay, you ruined it for me. There you go. So maybe we just create our uh, Missos team for round 17. Uh, but nonetheless, now I'm just looking up the ladder. I've got Joe, uh, the big surge buster. He's about 20 points ahead. I've got my eye on him. And then above him, it's you. And then uh, VK, Banyo. I'm just going to start taking these guys down one by one. That's my goal yeah. for the rest of the year. It's going to be a good run. That's it. We'll start sniping them off one by one, uh, climbing the ranks and get some respectability back onto the pod. Speaking about so, respectability. <laughs> yeah, let's just say, what guests can we bring on? <laughs> anyone, mate, anyone. But uh, shout out to, we had a, a very nice review left for us on our uh, iTunes podcast this week. Nathan Holmes, 89. Love your work, gentlemen. Uh, love these guys. Great listen, but also a lot of laughs. And you know what? Uh, you're welcome, Nathan. I'm sure that's uh, in reference to my joke corner. It's uh, yep, a big fan favorite. Uh, my sample size of one here. 100% approval rate. <laughs> you and Baz, mate, there's two. You and Barry. Get involved. Uh, so two out of three is not bad. I'm changing Baz's name, mate. He's now Nath. Big Nath. Yeah. Thank you very much, Big buddy. Nath. You're welcome. Uh, but I did say in the intro, I'll throw to you for <coughs> JT's joke on it. It's Lakey's joke on it because you're an actual dad. So there you go. I am a dad. Anyway, that is enough fluff for this week, mate. We have a lot to get through for round 15. Um, quick one on, on 14, actually. I thought... Uh, it came through relatively unscathed. It was a big scoring week. I was a little surprised. Were you? Mm. Yeah, no. So the guys uh, that sort of failed in Origin, that you know, looking at Clearies and those sorts of types, mm. they wanted to make amends, and they certainly did. There was a couple of big games. I was looking at an absolute terrible score after Saturday night, um, but you know, I had a ton from Cleary, a ton from Mulatalo, um, uh, someone else tunned Garrett, up for me. Yeah, Garrick and yep. Olakowatu. Um, so I had a couple of big scorers to really pump my score up a little bit. I didn't, you know, break any records or anything, but didn't drop any ranks either. So it was it was a good round. It was just some big scores from popular players and, um, yeah, a lot of moves. Yeah, I think I had about a 1250. I only went up 400 spots or something like that. So I think across the board. But you know what? I was sitting there on Sunday uh, pretty chirpy about how good I was going, and then I didn't own Garrick or Cleary. So Sunday afternoon yes. was a bit tough. And then I owned oh, Captain Nico Hines. So, yes. uh, yeah, kicking boot was not on. But all those sharks outside backs, I mean, that's a killer. The scoring out wide, miraculous tries, and he just can't convert. So, yeah, I'll blame Redcliffe for that one. But anyhow, uh, good to hear that you and I both got through unscathed from 14. I think it was a pretty uh, pretty good week of footy. Good weather too, so hopefully that holds up. Uh, round 15, how about we get straight into it? You're fresh, hot off the press with your team's analysis. I might throw to you. Uh, Daniel Lake, big movers and shakers for round 15. Yeah, the big ones coming in are a couple of the guys who were rested after the uh, Origin game last week. So you got DCE, Cotter, Nanai, they're all coming back. Nanai surprised me. I wanted to ask you about him. He looked you know, gone for all money on I was uh, blown last up. Wednesday. I was and, blown um, up. Yeah, so... He returned after about 20 minutes, and now he's playing this week. It's just superhuman effort by him. Um, the other big in is Adam Dewey for the Tigers. He's he's back on the bench, but he is back on Sunday afternoon, I believe it is, playing against the Dogs. So it'll be very interesting to see how he is. And not quite back yet, but Ryan Pappenhausen's been named in the extended bench. So that one is a very uh, close watch heading on to. I think he'll come in. Um which means one of Iremia or Grant Anderson will be dropped out while Nick Meany goes back to the wing. So 
Uh, Meany usually plays on the left, so, you know, fingers crossed it's Iremia that drops out and we get uh, a bit of a cheapy bonus in Grant for round 17. But, um, you know, I'd, I'd be holding off on any Grant trades for now until we see what happens with those. Um, as far as the outs go, Renault's out for the um, Bronx. You've got Burbo. He drops out, so that's an AE issue avoided. Um, Aitken is out, so it might be time to sell him. And uh, I know this was going to devastate me and all other um, Knights fans, but Lockie Fitzgibbon has been cut. No. It's, yeah, it's, no. It's, it's crushing, soul-crushing. Is your funding moved. cut also from NIB? Mm. Yeah, maybe so. The, maybe they just secured the bag, got the big extension on the <laughs> on the sponsorship and went, all right, see ya. But no. Um, Just when he was about to turn the corner. Exactly right. Uh, There's a couple of guys to watch too. So some guys who have been named, Payne Haas has been named, but um, they're going to make a final call on him after captain's run on Friday with his double shoulder injuries. Um, CC Fatalikai has been named. There's not been too much said about his missed court date, except some rumours floating around of a two-game suspension. So Mm. keep an eye on that heading um, towards the weekend, and um, not so much for Nate, uh, Luke Keary, I should say. He he's suffered the big concussion last week, and he's in the protocols and whatnot. I'd actually be surprised if he plays this week. If he doesn't, there'll be a shuffle with the Roosters. Walker to halfback, Manu will come into 5'8", I would assume, um, and then someone come in on the centres, maybe Momorowski gets a call up again to, to fill in for Manu. But that'll be, affect all you, uh, Joey Manu. Yeah, looking at Manu uh, as an owner last week, I thought when he shifted to that 5-8 spot, it just, again, gets his hands on the ball. Uh, mm-hmm. So, you know, the more he's in the middle, uh, he's just a bit of a hog. I think we've all yes. come to know and, and love about him for Supercoach anyhow. But, yeah, a uh, couple of deft kicks uh, through for, I think he set one try up. So, I don't know, it was good to see. The more he gets his hands on the ball, the better for us. So, looking forward to him as a season-long keeper. Um, rough, rubbish news, well potentially about Talakai because the two-week suspension would have seen him fine for round 17. So yeah, if it's any later, that's just a killer. No, absolutely. Um, but it, it's a bit of a, a weird one because you kind of don't want it to happen now. If it's going to get a two-game suspension, you don't want it to happen now because he plays the Titans and then the Dogs. Um, not to say the Dogs are any easy beats. They you know, definitely proved they're not fine. yesterday. But... Um, it's a good couple of games stretch, so so you want him there, but then you don't want him suspended for round seventeen. It's you know, let's just not suspend him at all. Let's just wait till the court date at, in late August or whatever it is, and then make a call after that. You know what I found in my uh, years of following Adam Styles on Twitter is that the captain's run is this big thing. Do you know what it actually is? Is it literally you know Chad Townsend out in front, fellas? We're we're running up this hill here. What what is a captain's run? <laughs> Uh, I think it's their their last training before game day. They just have a bit of a, a run through, nothing too strenuous, a bit of, you know, light drills here and there and making sure everyone's healthy and good to go. They don't want to hurt anybody before game day. So that, that's what I take of it. I've never been in the NRL personally, so I don't know um, exactly, but that's my take on it. Tell you what, Wilfred and Wenner are around Broncos training enough that they should know 100% what a, what a captain's run is. So we'll be, uh, we'll be asking the Mr. Top 1K himself what exactly a captain's run is. So, uh, yeah, we'll give that to you next week. All right. So, so a fair bit happening, I guess, in the teamless space and probably more, I don't know. So those Dewey and Pappenhausen inns are the big ones for me. They are so highly priced, though, more so Pappenhausen. Um, at least with Dewey, we get a, li- a you know a couple of weeks couple to see weeks, just yeah. how he's going to settle in. But Pappy, that's the big call. Uh, a lot of cash to spend. He's by far, I think, now the the highest priced player in Supercoach. That's at least still playing from memory. So I mean, you've got to you know shell a lot of funds out for him. Oh, Do you reckon on, he's he only nine hundred and thirty k? Oh, that's chump change. Everyone should yeah, change. everyone should have that in bank. Surely. Mm. Um, but no, you're right. He's ridiculously priced. He's got a 140-odd break even. So you could wait and see how he goes this week um, against the Broncos. They've been playing pretty well. Maybe they keep him quiet. Maybe he comes off the bench. Just, yeah, it's it's tough because he's already beaten that break even twice this year with a 193 and a 155. Um, mm. So if he does get on a roll, then... He, you know, maybe he goes up in price even. It's just you don't know with Pappy. 
Yeah, hundred percent. But I mean, he's a guy. Do you see running into round twenty-five with him? I mean, there's a yes. lot of options. You got Tedesco, you got Hines. Obviously, Turbo's out, which is unfortunate. But um, maybe just on Nico, so halfback or, or fullback. So you've got Cleary at, at half, and then these guns around him at fullback. What's going on with him? Obviously, Not he's sure a hold till seventeen because you know doubtful he gets into that Origin side. Although you never know. But worst case scenario, but. I don't know. I think ever since I bought him, I've kind of ruined him. It was that Warriors game. You have last... a history of doing that. It's... I do. And I've a uh, quick shout out of about to ruin Nathan Cleary because I've finally oh, bit good. the bullet and brought him in. So there you go. JT's don't trade this guy. Corner this week. But anyway, Cleary, welcome to the team. Uh, but yeah, Nico Hines, ever since that Warriors game where I watched it in disbelief because this guy could not be tackled. I just mm. thought this is the most painful game. He just is busting tackles. He's forcing dropouts. He's scoring tries. He's setting them up. I brought him in. And then ever since that game, he's missing goals. He's not mm. running it anymore. Uh, Matt Moylan is outscoring him. Like, it's a strange old time. Um, season long hold or are you having second thoughts? I'm not having second thoughts because he can become a backup halfback. Um, I don't think there's too many other better options out there. DCE might be one that you could make the argument for. But Jerome, um, Hughes. It, Jerome Hughes too. But I think Hughes sort of takes a back seat to Harry Grant and Cam Munster at time, whereas um, Nico Hines is the man running that show. So when they do go well, he should, by rights, be scoring well. He scored a 61 this week and missed six goals. Um so, you know, if he pots a couple more of those, he's looking at 70 and we're probably not having this conversation. But that's just, you know, I think I'll take a 60 from a guy having a bad game. Um, he's got a good run coming up. He, his, his toughest matchups over the next few weeks are in 17, 18, 19, 17 against the Storm. They're going to be depleted with Origin guys. Um, 18 against the Cowboys. They got backing up, so who knows how many of them actually play. 19 against Penrith, and then it's a pretty cruisy run home. Um, so I think he, he, it's not worth trading him out. You can have him if you're not happy with him. Put him as your backup halfback, and just ride it out from there. Grab um, Teddy and Pappenhausen or something as as your fullbacks to run home, and you don't have to play him. Maybe play him matchup dependent as a reserve. And I guess you know it sounds crazy for a guy 700k that you're you know, calling him a matchup play. But I was just looking at my side today, and I'm sure you're the same, but there's a lot of choices now to be made about who you sit and who you start. And we'll get into that at the back end of the pod. But there's now a lot of cash that might be sitting on your NPRs. So yep. with tra- tra- trades with trades dwindling, it's going to be a, uh, yeah, a few big decisions to make. And actually last week, we were talking off air a lot of whinges in the, uh, in the Supercoach world about all their NPRs scoring big. Like champions, I think everyone had the same issue. Who was playing a dog last week? Yeah, that's right. We said it here and, you know, I did it. And I said to you off air, I had Karaz and um, Maxi King sitting there for any late outs across the weekend, any origin rest that I wasn't expecting, someone, you know, pull a hammy in in, um, warm-ups or something like that. So I had those guys sitting there as an emergency if I needed them. They outscored the majority of the guys on Mm -hmm. my field, but. You know, I was not playing unless I had to. It's just we were all in the same boat. You know, we all had the Tolatau coolers and Ezra Mams. We brought him in. You weren't playing him against the Raiders who were up and about. It's It was just one of those weeks. Certainly was. I'm just glad I have my boy Peter Hiku uh, that he re- ready to right the ship first game of the round. Um, all right, we are talking matchups. So maybe before we get into the round 17 plays, and there's a lot of them, uh, including some trade ins and outs for this week, but maybe we get into the captains and vice captains. So uh, I think there's a lot of good matchups this week. So you look firstly the Storm and Broncos. Broncos heavily depleted and always find a tough down in Melbourne against the Storm. I don't think they've beaten them for. God, I think since 2016 or 17 or something like that. Yeah, so the Storm Jesus, always turn up. And then Panthers-Warriors. I mean, take your pick in players in those games. Are you leaning towards anyone in particular? Uh, it's I, I do like Cleary, except you've absolutely put the mock yeah, on sorry, him. Yeah, sorry, VC only. Yes, that's right. I think I'll probably be VCing um, Garrick, maybe against your boys. Hopefully it can be a 40 to 36 type scoreline, little defense played, but um, Garrick gets a few pot shots on goal and bumps his score up while you guys still win. Will you take that? Uh, look, I'm so proud of our defense this year. You know, at this time last year, I went away to the coast with the better half and it was the ex- exact same game. 
six o'clock Friday night, Four Pines Park, and Manly put fifty on us. Oh, there you go. Uh, I'd like so, to think we could we have turned it around since yeah, then, but it could all be the unraveling here. You're going a little bit better than that at the moment. Hey, listen, I like the Sharks guys against the Titans too. If you want to wait until three PM game on Saturday to throw a VC on, you can chuck it on Molotalo or Kotoa or something out wide and hope they jag a few more tries like they did last week. But yeah, you're right. There's a couple of really good matchups for those um, those sorts of plays. Cleary against the Warriors is probably the uh, pick of them as a mm. captain's choice. $11 the Warriors are paying against Penrith. That could be an absolute bloodbath. And you know what? He didn't get rested last week, but the fact I've brought in Cleary this week means he's getting taken off at the 50th minute. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, scoring 80 or something like that. Yeah. But, you know, I'll take it given uh, my captain's You know what I'll do Stella. is I'll put 10 bucks on the Panthers to win just on the nose, and um, that'll make it a, a close affair if not the Warriors will win the way my betting's going at the moment. $10 to win a mighty 40 cents, you right. big spender. You. But if it keeps Cleary on the field for, you know, 80 minutes and scoring well, then uh, it's the best $10 I'll ever spend. What do you reckon about Cam Munster? I don't own him, but uh, hot and cold. He's had a couple of down weeks, at least in the NRL. But uh, this week against the Broncos, surely one of the weeks he turns up. He, he loves playing the Broncos and he loves playing big games too. And this is a top four clash. Um, you say he's had a couple of down weeks. He just dropped 112 on Manly before Origin and then completely towed up um, New South Wales on the big stage. So this is the sort of game, Friday night, um, primetime game against a top four opponent. This is a game I think he could go big. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, sometimes they just share the love around. Like you got yeah. Grant out there, as you said, Hughes, uh, the return, hopefully, of Ryan Pappenhausen. So... I don't know, too many chefs sometimes in that storm kitchen, but, you know, rocks or diamonds, well, not, I wouldn't say rocks because Munster's floor is 40, but you really want to get, you've got to back him this week if you've owned him uh, this long. So I think a big score around the corner for him. Yeah, I don't think you need to play cute this week. I think there's so many matchup uh, plays that there's no real, you know, I don't, I don't know, I don't see any bounce back from Parramatta, for example. Uh, dogs and tigers, that could be anything. So maybe that's a play for one of your dogs. But uh, no, outside of that, I think play it safe with a guy like Cleary, as I'm doing. Uh, VC, I'm limited in options, but Cody Walker, why not? Throw yep. it on him. <laughs> Just yeah, never why know. not? Go with the VC. There's no harm, no foul in the VC. So if he comes out with a classic Cody game, then you're laughing and you're a step ahead of everybody else. I don't think anyone else has got the balls to do that. Certainly are. All right, let's take a quick break, Laking, then get back into the uh, buys and sells of this week. And then the sit and uh, sit and place. I've got a few questions I want to run by you, as I said. Fairly stacked side at the moment, so just who do I park on my NPRs? We've got a lot of questions. And then Lakey's joke corner to round us out. All that and more. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, how get 30, how get 20, 20, 20, how get 20, 20, how get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Alrighty, so let's get back into it, Lakey. Round 15, uh, ins and outs. We've gone through those. It's now, well, we've got, I think by my count, at least seven trades possible to make between now and round 17. Hopefully, or if you do have a few boosts up your sleeve, that will increase that number. But uh, now's the time to make a charge if you're looking to climb up the ladder. So it's a big couple of trading weeks. Uh, Starts this round, a couple of guys I've got high on my list. So... There's so many center wings at the moment in uh, Supercoach that are going to play round 17 that are in good size and are in great form. 
they are worth a stack of cash. That's the problem. And I've tasked you with looking at some Fords, uh, Ford options for round 17. So maybe I'll throw to you first because I think the Fords are maybe a little tougher uh, to land on. But Fords that you're keeping an eye on either this week or over the coming weeks in terms of getting them in for round 17 and perhaps beyond. Anyone that you've got your eye on? Uh, listen, the first guy is um, a must. It's Isaiah Papali'i. He's not going to be playing Origin. He's averaging 80. Just If you don't have him, you've got to get him. Um, but, you know, 52% of the comp have him already. So it's a bit of um, uh, an obvious pick, that one. A couple of the left field guys I'm looking at, um, I've basically looking in second row only for my side. If you're looking for a front rower, I don't think you can go past David Clemmer at the moment. He is killing it. Um, a lower score of 65, I think, which was last week in an absolute toweling to the Panthers, and he still put up 65 points. So he's just getting it done week in, week out. Um, big shout. I said in my article this afternoon, the only two nights I'd seriously consider are Clemmer and Tyson Frizzell. So there's another one I'll touch on uh, in the second row. Frizzell, uh, you know, puts his heart into every game he plays. And, I, you know, he's sort of a floor of 50 as well and has some attacking upside on the right edge there for the Knights. But, um, yeah, it's it's a tough one. As you said, there's there's not a lot of genuine options uh in the second row playing round 17. You've got, you know, Cam Murray's and Ryan Madison's who are going to be off on uh, origin duties. Pat Carrigan's in that boat as well. CSE for Talakai is a good option, but, you know, realistically you've got him down the centre wing um, so you can fit a few other guys in. Uh, but a couple that sort of piqued the interest a little bit. Uh, Cam McInnes, he was a popular buy last week and he, and he did well with a 63. Um, I also like the, I really like the look of Joe Offengawi. He's been playing superb football lately. Um, you said it, you summed it up pretty well earlier um, to me off air, I think it was, where you said he's doing a lot of those Paul Gallen sort of crab runs. He's, he's doing... Oh, they're rubbish. Hit they're up rubbish. after hit up and, you know, a bit of a fist into a guy's chest to get a tackle break and a dirty offload that goes to no one, but he's just racking up points. He had another 83 uh, on the weekend just gone and they got towed up as well. So he's doing work. And now with Lucy gone, uh, I don't think there's too many guys that are going to be stealing work off him. If anything, they're going to probably play him bigger minutes because hmm. uh, they need him out there. They basically need um, someone on the, on the field, but, you know, I mean, look he- at their props, mate. Like James Tamo, uh, absolute pillow. Love your work, buddy. You won us. We scored a try in the grand final, so I'll always uh, have that uh, set aside for you. But the Tigers forwards, they're either you know low minute players or just low output in some yeah, cases well- both. And there's just so much work for a guy like Offa Hengale to do, and you can see that every week. Yeah, that's it. He's not playing 80. Um, the last three games he's played is 65, 68, and 63 minutes, but he's still pumping out. 80 scores and and 50s. Um, So that's sort of a low end for him. He's had a really good year. It's gone quite, been very quiet, gone under under the radar a bit, but he's put together a very solid year. And I I think probably his best of his career. Nobody's really talking about him. He's four, let me just get the stat up, 4.5% owned at the moment. Um, So that's one to jump on if you want a little bit of a pod play and hopefully he can keep... Those stink offloads going against the dogs and warriors and eels over the next three weeks is is a bit of a a decent run for him. They have some, you know, tough games after that, but um, he just gets through the work. I don't think the tougher games will affect him too much. You know what I love about Supercoach? A player can literally just peg the ball into the ground at their, you know, player's feet and they'll drop it and Mm -hmm. they'll get two points for it. Correct. (laughs) The other player gets the error even as shit as the offload was. Correct, yeah. And that's that's what's happened with Joe. You know, actually, shout out to me. I did call him out maybe three weeks ago as being, I think he was in the top five averaging second rowers or front rowers. And I even said to, I think, Wenon when he was on the pod, I was like, have a a think about him. And he laughed in my face. So you go, laugh all the way to the top um, 1K. That's it. It's been mentioned on here a couple of times to toot our own horn. And I said in my article a week or so ago that him and Stefano were two guys, the only two guys from the Tigers I was looking at. And I I didn't pull the trigger, but I'm wishing I had. He's been going gangbusters. But he is, uh, as you pointed out to me, he's 580, 590K. Yeah. We've got- He's on the expensive end. 
We need to find some money here, and I don't know whether you want to spend it up in your front row or second row for that matter. So here's the here's the conundrum for me, and I'm looking for a second row this week. I'm looking at these sorts of guys, the Joe Hoffengau is, Cam McInnes, Tyson Frizzell, or you can save 100K with a Keon Kolomatangi. Um we're on the right edge for the Bunnies, who's put together some big scores, but he's also put together a couple of 40s and 30s lately. So it's few and far between with him. There's the reason he's got a much lower price, um, but he he does have the ceiling, and that's kind of what you want in – well, that's what I look for more in the outside backs is a boom or bust guy a little bit safer in the uh, second row, but he saves 100K. It, it mm. might be worthwhile going that route and having a bit of a bank for a Pappenhausen in a couple of weeks' time. I mean, yeah, I'm, I'm trying to scrape some pennies together this week to try and fit some players in. And, you know, saving 100K is no uh, small task. So he's actually played every game by the first two rounds as 80 minutes. So, I mean, you're locking yep. that in uh, as consistency there. Some days, you know, as a second roll, we'll, he'll go in and out. But uh, I think we saw last week when they were getting on a roll, he was there uh, running at small defenders, throwing some offloads. So, doing some good stuff. But I think it uh, hasn't set the world on fire, which is good for his price. So, I don't yeah, mind that right. play, I think, just longer term. A guy that you're looking to hold, yeah, I think you may have to keep another trade up your sleeve for that one unless you want to keep him as a matchup play. It's not the worst yeah, idea that's in the world. It. He'd be a matchup play or uh, a bridge to someone to get you through round 17. It, in my eyes, he'd be a bridge to get you someone, uh, an origin guy who's coming in for the run home. Uh, any cheapies on the bubble? I know we had Michael Mollo last week in the front row. He scored it- a 20-odd. Yeah, Molo's still on the bubble. Um, he's got a negative. Sorry, I'm just trying to bring up my article because uh, I don't remember these off by heart, mate. Yeah, I know. Honestly. So I don't have that lawyer brain, so forgive me. <laughs> um, yeah, Molo has a negative 25 break even. Um, so still a, a pretty good uh, cash cow, but. He's he's only a twenty to twenty five point player, so he's kind of just going to be an AE nightmare for you. I I feel um, going forward if you want to keep him. Sorry, he's got a twenty five breaky, not a negative twenty five, but twenty five. So even then, I, he's probably tapped out <laughs> on mm. um on cash. So his sixty nine level from his first game has dropped out. He's had a twenty nine and a twenty two in the next two games. Um, that's kind of what his wheelhouse is if you want that sort of player and, you know, get an extra 25 points in the buy round um, and, you know, someone cheap, he's your man. But I don't think there's too many other guys, unfortunately. Here's one for you. Kelma Tuolangi. Uh, departure of Luciano yeah. up to the boys and he now gets a starting spot back. Do you know he did not score over 50 once in the uh, 11-odd games he's played so far this season? Yeah, he's he has all the potential, and I really like the way he went about it. But he just couldn't put a score together, and he could not stay on the field. Mm. The, the whole time I owned him to start the year, he pretty much spent every game off injured at some point or missing a game from the injury the week before. He just couldn't stay on. Um, so I, I don't trust him. I don't think you I'll be what? rushing out to get him. You're Mate, hundred percent. He scores this week. Hundred percent. This is what happens. Honestly, he's like the Bailey Simonson of a few years ago where, you know, absolute dud as a cheapie to start the year. But then at the back end, when everyone's traded him, except for 16% of super coaches, there you go. Yeah, uh, yeah, sets the world alight in the back end. So, and if you've still got him, well done, because I reckon it's a guy like him that could uh, could fire in the back end with the spot opening up for him. Um, all right, so any any final word on, on front rowers, second rowers? I know you've got a lot of options there, I think. Uh, there's some guys that are, yeah, you did mention David Clemmer as a, uh, I don't know if you called him a must have, but. I don't think, think he's a must. Like you've got mm. um, Payne Haas, you've got Tom Malolo, um, Ice is back there, Papali'i. So I don't think he's a must, but if you're looking for a round 17 guy in particular, he's a very good one. Okay, quick one. A trade from Payne Haas to Joe Tarpane. People are doing it this week. I think it's in the top five trades for this round. Uh, what's your read on that? Payne Haas mm. has still got the green tick next to him, as you said, pending this mystical captain's run. Tarpane's killing it but won't play 17. Yeah. Uh, a sideways move or a shrewd one with those shoulder concerns? I think a sideways, but there's a lot can happen in a week, um, 
in football. So we know, we don't know if Payne Haas will play this week uh, as yet. We don't know if he's going to get hurt in the next Origin game and have to miss more time. Um, I can understand the move. And the way I like to look at it is it is, you know, barring the Origin game, let's say Payne Haas does play this week and he, and he plays next week, misses 17, um, and then plays out the rest of the year. Is Tarpany going to outscore him by enough to justify the trade now? Um, I don't think so if Haas is healthy, but that's the call you've got to make. Hmm. So, I mean, is there any chance he misses Origin and plays for the Broncos in 17? No, no. If he's healthy, he's playing Origin. Um, yeah. But, yeah, it's just if. And it depends. Like, for me, if you're not a overall player, uh, head-to-head matchup sort of uh, sort of guy or girl, you'd be going to Tarpana, I reckon, because he's the guy yep. in form. Uh, you don't oh, care about that bye week. Tarpany's a beast. He's absolutely killing it this year. You know, his missus calling out Ricky in the offseason was the best thing that ever <laughs> happened to his career. He, um, I, I was at Suncorp watching the game on Saturday night, and he was in everything. Um, he came off for a spell uh, early in the second half, I think it was, and he didn't look happy about it. He wanted to be out there still. So he's the guy that's leading this pack. I know Papali is there as well, but... Um, Tarpany is the guy that's leading by example at the moment, putting his hand up for those tough runs, throwing the offloads, getting a few attacking stats as well. He, he's absolutely dominant this year. Yeah, I think the concern was that his minutes can be a bit erratic and you see he drops occasionally to that low 40s kind of mark. But in the last month, Ricky's yeah, been using him uh, yeah, you know, much more. And that, that's the problem. The, the problem is not Tarpany, it's Ricky. Um, you can't really trust him with his rotations and who, what minutes he's going to what guys on any given week. But Tarpany seems like the one consistent at the moment for the Raiders. Hmm. Certainly is. So a fair few options there. I don't think anyone's really screaming out. The guy I brought in last week, uh, Cam McKenna, 60-odd. Just quickly on him, Dale Finucane, he's slated for a round 16 return from a knee injury. Mm-hmm. Obviously, the concussion's going to linger as well with him. What do you see happening if Finucane does make it back for 17? Is that a crisis? What happened this week? Uh, Finucane's on the extended bench, so I, I feel like he's nearing. Uh, I don't think they'd name him in the extendeds if he wasn't getting close. I'd be watching out for that one coming on. But once he's back, I feel like Finucane's going to go into the prop rotation and McInnes will stay at lock. He's done very well there in um, Finucane's absence. I don't see any reason that um, Fitzgibbon will move him out of that position just to accommodate uh, a guy who's going to play a prop role, whether he's in the 13 or in the 10. Hmm. Quickly before we go to centre wings, hooker. So round 13, we didn't have too many options there. If you... You know, went with Cotter like you and I did. It was a little disappointing for Supercoach that he wasn't there, but he's killed it in origin. So great to see for him. But outside of that, uh, 13 didn't throw up too many good numbers. But round 17 could be even worse. Uh, one name I saw, Reed Marnie. Reed uh, Marnie is the, yeah. the pick of them for mine. Um, Blake Braley is doing pretty well. as uh, They're at the same price range. There's $100 between the two of them. And there's 0.9 between the two of them as far as average goes. So those guys are your picks. But, you know, if you've got Cam McInnes already, you can always just flick him up and, and concentrate on a forward, which is a lot more depth. And a couple of guys that you will be happier with uh, running home than Blake Braley or Reed Marnie in your, in your hooking position. Yep. Absolutely agree. If you can afford to take a you know two NPRs in any position, it's that. So uh, yeah, best to maybe steer clear unless you're really desperate for a number in seventeen. All right, getting into the center wings, and this is where it starts to get even trickier than the forwards because there are so many guns that are in form right now that are either you know they've done their dash, they'll play, they did play round thirteen, or they're about to uh, potentially play for round seventeen. So we know Joey Marnie, we know Ruben Garrick, uh, even Brian Toto, those absolute guns. Eventually, many will have them in their side, I think, for the run home, that's safe to say. But some of the ones for 17, it's, uh, yeah, you're going to need to find some cash here because there are a stack of options. Starting with the bunnies, Campbell Graham and uh, Alex Johnson, AJ. So last week, uh, watching Campbell Graham as a non-owner, it is very frustrating because I think for some reason, the scorers love him more than any other center in the game. He gets every single try assist. Doesn't happen because yeah. I'm a Cody Walker owner and I'm a bit salty and a bit biased. <laughs> but every time they do a sweeping play and, you know, Graham just bats it on, try assist 100% of the time. But poor old Petahiku, if he ever tried to do that, no, 
TC probably TC only. <laughs> but, um, no, fair to say the combination between those two is clicking at the moment. One of the few uh, bright spots for the bunnies so far in 2022, and they're they're moving places. So Campbell Graham and AJ, much of a muchness. What are your read on them? Yeah, the, Graham was a guy I was looking at very closely last week, and on Saturday night after he played, I was kicking myself that I didn't mm. grab him. He looks fantastic. He's always been um, a potential guy. You know, he's always had the potential to go big, and there was a couple of big scores. I think you had him last year or the year before yep. based on that potential, but the bunnies just go left. And so he was on the right side. He wasn't seeing the amount of ball on a week-to-week basis. Now he's playing left center. The ball's going right to him, and he's making things happen. It's, it's perfect. It's everything that is lined up for Supercoach for Campbell Graham, and he's, I want him. I want to try and figure out how to get him in my side. Even in the weeks he's not scoring, he's scoring, you know, 46, 54, 55 over the last uh, five rounds. And then when he scores a try, obviously he's going to go large. He had 130. That's his lowest score all season. Everything else has been 46 plus. I mean, that is a huge flaw. And we're starting to see that uh, pretty regularly with some of these gun center wings is that they're not the erratic rocks and diamonds. They're the guys that can do a job on the day, score your 40, 50, and then, you know, on a, on a good matchup week, go ballistic, which is what, uh, well, not ballistic, he did score one ton so far this year, but Campbell Graham, I don't know, he's just uh, getting he, the He's job just done. consistent. He just, he gets, does his role and he does it extremely well and he has some attacking upside. And so, I, you know, even when he has a down game, you're still going to be looking, as you said, at a 40 or 50. And you take that, you know, most center wings um, have a down game and they're in the teens, even, the, you know, the best of the best of them. But, um, you know, Graham doesn't have that sort of low floor. So it's and, – and, yeah, this is, it's a breakout year for him. We're all going to be trying to get on him at some stage, so you may as well do it now before you absolutely have to break the bank to get him. One word that uh, is giving me a bit of pause with him, and that's origin. So Katoni mm. Staggs, uh, you know, I don't know what that was last week, the shoulder cork or not, yeah, whatever. Yeah, but- Latrell, no certainty to even make it back into that origin side. So surely Campbell Graham is next off the off the uh, production line, isn't he? No, I don't know. He's, he's there. He's thereabouts. Luttrell is uh, not too far away. I don't think he's going to make origin two, but he'll be there for origin three mm. um, would be my guess. So, you know, that limits the spot. And Jack Whiten played a really good game for New South Wales. I don't see him losing his spot. Uh, at the moment, but I think Graham's down the pecking order a little bit. Um, you've also got guys like Stephen Crichton was there. He was on the bench. If they're going to get another centre, they can pull him up and get um, a, a different utility to come on board. So I just don't think I, – I wouldn't be too worried about it. Look, I'd just honestly eliminate the risk altogether. I know it's a, sm- a slim one, but get Alex Johnson in 30-odd K more expensive. He scored three mm. tons in his last four weeks. Uh, so obviously the bunnies are clicking a little more than they did at the start of the year. You can basically write that off. But even then, AJ, as you know, as a winger in a pretty poor side, you'd, you'd think he wouldn't be scoring that well. But, geez, he's just like Graham. He's at a you know, 20 and a 30, but then beyond that, and a 14 against the Broncos somehow. But beyond that, he's scoring healthily even when he's not racking up the tries. So, I don't know. I think the way that the Bunnies are playing, Latrell coming back, it's all good signs for them. I tell so you, I man, think- they just want to go left and that's their guys. Mm. Yeah, and either way, like if it's not Cody, if it's not Latrell, if it's not Campbell Graham feeding this guy the ball, then, uh, yeah, I don't know. He'll just come and do it himself. So, I don't know. I really like AJ. I think, you know, a centre can sometimes float in and out of a game, not that Campbell Graham has, but, you know, could be due. I just think eliminate all risk, go a guy like AJ if you've got the cash to splash. But I think, as I said, much of a muchness. I think the bunnies are uh, bunnies are on at the moment, so struck while the iron is hot. Another side that is uh, really firing in their back line is the Sharks, so plenty yeah. of options there. Uh, maybe to start off with maybe the, I guess, lower of the, the few here, but uh, the ramen noodles, Jesse Raymond, yeah. your ex-boy, uh, floating around. He's, he's not you know, setting the world on fire. I think the, the only real memorable thing I think he's done all season was get sent off knocking out Ewan Aitken, but, or Sinbin, I think it was. But, uh, you know, he's steady. But are you foregoing him for his uh, centers and wingers around him? Uh, I am. But like you said, he's not setting the world on fire. He's averaging 58, and he's the lowest of the four Sharks center wings. That's how good these guys are going this this mm. year. He's um, the ninth highest averaging 
uh, center wing in Supercoach. And his three center wing partners are all above him. It's ridiculous how good these guys are going. But, yeah, he's he's got the best floor of the four of them, I think. He's the safest pick where the other guys can a uh, bit more boom bust. Um, but as we saw last week, you know, Katoa scored three, three tries. Mm-hmm. And Mulatalo scored two. Um, I think he only scored one, didn't he? No, he, he got a double. He got he got the cutout ball um, early on in the game, and he scored that one down the touchline that they took you know thirty minutes. He to did too. At. There you go. So you know these guys are capable of going huge on any given day, and um, I think I'd rather be on the ups with a couple of lower games. And even then, like Mulatalo's lower games aren't bad at all. I don't have the stats in front of me, but I can get them pretty quick. But he scored a thirteen and twenty four. Everything else is forty plus. A lot of seventies. There you go. And Four, so, three tons so far this yep. year. Spread out, spread out. So he yes. scored uh, four tries in his last three games. Obviously, you know, you'd be buying him on the up, but with a run of Titans, Dogs, and then a origin depleted Storm side, I mean, that is yes. very handy next oh, couple of great, weeks. Great, great run. Um, and as I said earlier, they've got Melbourne, Cowboys, Penrith in a row, but their run home from 20, you know, Bunnies, Dragons, Tigers, uh, Eagles, Dogs, Knights, it's fantastic. They they mm. have just probably the best run in football at the moment, uh, best upcoming schedule, and they're going to be some big scores that they put on. Sione Katoa is slightly cheaper. Well, I say slightly, but he's about 100K cheaper than Mulatalo, 518K. Uh, I mean, he needs a lot more tries to go big. I think he doesn't quite have the base, but it's still not dreadful by any stretch. Uh, no tons for him so far this season. So Mulatalo, as we said, has three of them, Talakai a few as well. But Katoa, uh, no tons, but a 518k center wing. If you want an in to that shark side, he's probably yeah. the most, well, he's the obvious one. It's the affordable one. Hmm. But yeah, that's the set. He's he scored three tries and got ninety three. Other guys score three tries and you know they're banging out a one forty. So you said his base isn't as good. In saying that, he had a thirty six base on the weekend, just gone thirty five in round twelve and forty in round eleven. So it's far from awful. Mm. Um, but yeah, they tend to go left a little bit more. This is why Ramian doesn't seem to get the attacking stats the other guys do. But I love Katoa. I love the way he plays. Um, I've had him in my side a couple of times over the years. I really enjoy him when he's on the up, but I just, you know, how many chefs and stuff like that. If you don't, do you have any of them? Do you have any of the four? Talakai. Just Talakai. Are you aiming for someone else? Well, I was looking at, like, just trying to afford them is the tough one because there's, yeah. there's guys around like Tago, Talon May, uh, potentially cooler in a couple of weeks, Karaz even. These guys are going to fatten out, but it's still a big stretch uh, to go up there. You're going to need to find other guys around, which isn't, you know, impossible. But I think it, it's probably a, a decision I'll make in round 17 uh, in the lead up. And I think, you know, they're, they're still going to go. They'll go up in price. I think Katoa has a 20 break even. Molotalo is even less. So these guys are going to go up in price, but I don't think stretch into the realms of impossibility. So I think it's it's a decision I'll hold off on. Uh, until I make the wrong one in round 17. Yeah. Okay, cool. Just let me know who you're going and I'll go elsewhere. <laughs> Certainly will. Uh, attention turning to the Dragons, probably less relevance than those two sides because they're going the opposite direction. Zach Lomax, a very ordinary game, was called out from all and sundry for some pretty ordinary plays. He could be a guy that's uh, stinging as a result and uh, and go okay. I think his, his floor's been pretty Ramian-like. So even when the Dragons were going poorly, he was doing okay. Just whether or not they can turn it around, it's it's tough to see, but, but he was a guy. Uh, but one that I found today, and I did mention I was trying to find cash, and it's a bit tough. I didn't want to go Grant Anderson. Uh, the move I have now made is to bring in, actually, uh, who do you reckon, so outside, just a pop quiz, who do you reckon has lost the most cash in uh, Supercoach that's going to play in round 17? Uh, are we talking dragons? Are we? Ravalawa. It is. It is Michaeli Ravalawa back from a hammy injury, which you know isn't the best news. But back from hammy, he's lost 218k. He started this season with 119. He has since not scored a single try. You talk Jesus. about buying players on the uh, you know by the dip or whatever those crypto guys talk about. This guy has surely bottomed out. Break even of 20. 
uh, you know, he's, he's going dreadfully. But sometimes yeah. you've got to pick these uh, pick these roughies out. And a guy like yeah, Rabalawa, right. I'm never going to play him outside of round 17, but uh, one of those guys, he's not going to lose his spot pending injury. But, yeah, match-up play. Match-up play. But as you said, he's – well, as I say, his base isn't awful. He's sort of getting, uh, I'd say, a low th- – 30s base on most weeks by average. Um, so uh, any attacking stats on top of that would be great, but he's not been getting them. A um, mm. couple of tough games coming up. Bunnies this week, Raiders the following. Uh, yeah, I don't see it's the worst play. They've got a pretty good run home. So as a cheapy, you know, matchup dependent play, I don't even think you'd play him regardless, um, but maybe just have the cover there as someone, you know, late in the season that you can throw in if injury strike yes yeah, yeah i don't think i'll be going there but you know each turn 115 is his highest score uh of the teams he's got coming up and that's against the broncos so he plays in round 17 and round 25 so yep. yeah uh, great number to have please don't do your hammy before 17 that's all i ask <laughs> from your big bad rabalawa but he was a guy i didn't want to go grant anderson just yet yes i wanted to no, see just I'd... whether or not he uh even makes the side this week so i just wanted to hold off in case uh, but a guy like Ravalawa just found enough money to get. So 280K, uh, yeah, surely can't go worse. If he goes uh, down from there, you know, I'll, uh, I'll give Supercoach away. I think that's uh, safe to say. Some other options, mate. There's quite a lot on the list There's here. heaps. Oh, honestly, yeah. mate. Let's, uh, let's go through them quickly. Tony Staggs, uh, if he doesn't play Origin and if you've still got him, great hold because, you know, he'll, he'll come out in, in round 17 against the Dragons and... Uh, Perform pretty well, I'd suspect. Um, would you be buying him if he did play seventeen? Is he a run home player? Buying him, but uh, yeah, that's not a bad shout. He'll be versing Moses Sully, so he's the opposite side of the park to Zach Lomax, who's more defensively minded. Um, the Stags could be on, but he's been more defensively minded himself, and letting Cobo run the gauntlet out there on the on the right hand side. So I think he's probably a miss. But, mm. you know, stranger things have happened. Again, if you've held, uh, fingers crossed right. for you. He doesn't play Origin. Uh, Dean Iremia, we did speak briefly about him. The Storm winger could be the one to make way, though, this week, as you said, for uh, the returning Pappenhaus. And if they shift Meany out to his preferred wing. So keep an eye on Iremia. But he's around that 280K, I think, as well, Mark. And obviously playing in a much better side. Job security, though, between him and Ravalau is what won out for me. And then Mike Acevo, I know he's a guy that we were keeping an eye on last week in his return to the NRL. Uh, obviously not the game to do it because the dogs are all over them, but was there much to love out of that game and are you still considering him for 17? I am considering him. It was his first game back from injury uh, in the top grade. He had that huge run where he sat um, Flanagan. Sat Flanagan straight on his ass um, at one stage, and he looked really good. But then they just didn't have any of the ball. It was all the dogs, all game. So I, I'm sort of happy to write this one off. It's his first game of the year, so that low score won't be in his rolling average for too long. Let's uh, talk about him again next week after they play the Roosters this weekend. Certainly could. Uh, any centers that I haven't picked up there? Anyone on the list? I mean, it's a huge list. Find it's a massive order. list. There's plenty of guys you can have. I mean, Grant Anderson's the obvious one if he's still around. Um, and another guy, I mean, we, we sort of just mentioned Nofo a couple of weeks ago, but mm. you know, floats in and out. I'm more interested, if I was going to go down the Tigers route, in Ken Mamalo. Um, he's in try-scoring form. Um, I think he's had a 90, a 79, and a 65 in his last three games. He's put on some decent scores, even though they're getting touched up. Uh, it's, it's very risky. It's very risky, but he's only you know half a percent owned by the competition. It's very pod play. Mm, just having a look, he scored a one this season from two minutes, so not a bad yeah. PPM. But uh, no, outside of that, fair play. He's not got the worst floor in the world. I think the problem with the Tigers is, you know, are they even going to score tries going no. forward? They gave up last week, which was horrible to see. And, and going forward, I just don't know where they go from here. So, I don't know. I'd be – Cameron Marlowe's never been a super coach player, I don't, I don't think, even when he was at the Warriors. I think Nofo's your guy. He, before last week, actually, Nofo hadn't played for, I think, three or four weeks. He had an average of something like 88 from his last yeah. three games. He came out last week. 
nothing doing. I don't think Buster did attack. Twenty nine or something. Thrown, yeah, he just didn't wasn't no. involved. Might have thrown one offload or something like that. But that's hugely disappointing from a you know veteran in their side. There, he needs to turn it around. One hundred and two break even this week. Huge price to pay. I just I'd be steering clear of these sort of teams though. Warriors, Tigers, Knights. Like I just yeah. Yep. Not the dogs, though. They're back. Don't you worry. No, the dogs are flying. It's a <laughs> bit of a shame that they won't be playing. Here's one name, not a centre wing, but a fullback. Uh, we said Hooker was a bit, uh, you know, of a, of a graveyard, but fullback, I don't know if you'd really want to be uh, mixing things up there given the guns that we have. But if you've got trades, Will Kennedy is a short term play, 360K this week, break even of around 50. Yeah, those two negative scores in a row, which really cut into his price, but leveling out now. And as you said, the Sharks are on a roll. He could be a very huge in if uh, you pick him up for 17 and trade him out shortly after. I think it's very much trade dependent how many it, sitting it, it is very trade dependent. But I tell you what, um, Blake Taff is back this week for the Bunnies. He's on the bench. He's becoming an AE nightmare. He's 390K. Um, if you want to get rid of that AE nightmare and earn 30K in the process, Blake Taff to Will Kennedy. That's your Oof. play. Love that. Uh, it could be if you've got a few boosts up your sleeve, one of those great plays. You know, I thought about it. I've really wasted the boost this year. I think <laughs> the biggest one was Xavier Coates when he scored like 10 and then and another 10 after that. <laughs> so anyway. Yeah, right after he went on his try scoring running. Uh, I've lived and learned. I'll never do that again. Uh, all right, Lakey, to round this out before we get into your joke corner, I've got a sit and uh, play a uh, couple of questions that I'm going to fire off to you. Currently got the NPRs. They're, they're a little bit stacked. Uh, I'm going to throw some names out to you. Cam McInnes, Payne Haas, Max King, Talakai, Butcher. Uh, I need, I think, two out of that. Butcher, Talakai, King, that's Max King, Payne Haas, Cam McInnes. Um, I'm leaning, uh, leaning, leaning, leaning. I'm leaning McInnes against the Titans. Mm. Uh, I think they've been a bit weak up the middle. Um, So he, he... rips in and gets plenty of tackles regardless um, and is playing a bit of, you know, with his history at hooker, he's got a decent pass on him so he can play a bit of a link-up guy and can jag a couple of line break assists perhaps hmm. against the Titans. So I'd, I'd lean him. Uh, Payne has you have to play if he's playing. Do you? But I think so. Um, if he's healthy, you never think about sitting him, and that's the thing. He's pretty much a top two front rower in the game, um, but it's a big if he's not healthy at the moment. Um, Butcher, I don't trust. It was only last week that he had a 39-minute game, and this week he played 80 well, last week in the week yeah, before. Yeah, I think that was uh, – um, yeah, it was last week he played the 80-minute game, but that was because they had all the HIA carnage. So, you had Kiri minutes. off, you had Walker off for a you know, 10, 15-minute stretch. So, you had Tupanua at centres and then that forced Butcher out to the edge. So, I think going forward, he's not going to be an 80-minute player. So, no. I think fair to say, yeah, that, that makes up the mind. I'll, I'll have to move him on at some stage. Yes, that's it for me. Um, and who who was your last? Maxi King. Maxi King. He's can't playing get rid of this guy, mate. I don't think he can. He just keeps – you know, putting out big score after big score. He's really hitting his straps. And he started at lock last week uh, or yesterday um, against the Eels and scored a 70-plus. He moves into prop this week. So he'll play a largely similar role, maybe a little less minutes. But, um, yeah, for me, it's McInnes-Haas. But unless Haas is an out, obviously, then I'd probably go Maxi King. Okay, uh, to round it out in my centres, mate, I've got uh, Joe Manu Tago and the mighty Petahiku, so they're the absolute yep. locks, most particularly Peta. But uh, Karaz Kula or Ravadalawa, one mm. out of those three. I wouldn't play Rava. Um, mm. Happy to sit him. He is coming back from a soft tissue injury, so you never know. Karaz versus the Tigers is a very interesting play. I've, they've been giving up heaps of points. The dogs have just shown they can put it on. Um, if... Karaz is playing centers, and if I'm not mistaken, and he was really good there last week. So I definitely would be playing him. So right, they've named him at at wing again, Corey Allen in centers, but they don't play that way. They don't play that way. Um, that's right. So yeah, Karaz is named in the two, but it, they shift. You know, I don't know, swap over and in, inside each other. Low, but um, yeah, I think yeah, if, yeah, he should be the guy. He he had 
21 runs this past week. He had 230 run meters and eight tackle breaks. So those are just effort plays as opposed to the attacking stats that um, he can jag on top of that if they get a good run. But if when he's got his head in the game, he's a fantastic player. Yeah, and Cool is playing the Cowboys, so 10 points coming up for him. Um, any questions for me? Anything that you want me to answer? In, in real I quickly? wanted to know what your feeling is around Lucy. Mm. Uh, Lucy Lou is uh, a bit of a shock one today. He got the release from the Tigers. I know you guys have been chasing him all season, and the Tigers have been reluctant to let him go, but I think they basically just pulled stumps on this season and now that they've given him the release, where does he play? Is he going to be an option at the back end of the year? Is he going to be a starter? What's the play there? Because I know, you know, Luke, he's out, ACL. Um, what's his prospects? Well, he's not going to play 80. I think that's fair to say the way that we play. So you got Nano, Gilbert, and formerly Lukey in that role. So they like chopped and changed. I think Nano was always that 80-minute player, but Gilbert would start... Um, on the edge, move into the middle, Lukey would come on. I think it'll be something around those lines as well. Gilbert's obviously moving on later in the year, so I suspect, or next year, so I suspect they'll start to give Leilua a bit more game time as the season wears on. But, uh, yeah, in terms of a player, I wouldn't be going anywhere near him just until we see how that, that plays out. But I kind of like it. I like the mid-season move. We've lost uh, Lemuelu next year as well to the Dolphins, so there goes a bit of depth. I was thinking beyond that, uh, now that Lukey went out, we had uh, Lemuelu and Ben Condon were our next in line. So, yeah, yeah in terms of depth, it's great to have a guy like Leilua there. So I think he'll he'll fit into the forward rotation. I don't know whether they'll play him in the middle and will they just give Tom Gilbert when he does return that, that, um, that role again. But, yeah, the big worry for me is just how he settles into our defensive structure. I think that's been what's winning us games so far this season. And, you know, a guy like Leilua can be a bit arm grabby. So, I don't know. I'd like to think he uh, gets fully into the work, stuck into the Townsville heat in the tackling bags in the sand. So, yeah, interested to see how it goes. Not the worst idea, but, yeah, not a super coach play. Fair enough. One more. One more I've got for you. Um, we've got a couple of the young Penrith guys who have had their bye weeks and we may be looking to move them on. I know it's something you've looked at, but Taylor May versus Isaac Targo. I moved on Taylor May this week purely because Tago has that dual flexibility. It's still relatively handy when you've got guys like Talakai up there. I've still got Ewan Aitken. I'm trading him out next week, but I figured you know he's not losing any cash this week, so I'll keep him around. But I think that flexibility is pretty handy. For me, You know, they're coming up against a really bad side this week, which is why I didn't want to make the move, but I had to for cash. But if I was going to make a call on one, it would be Taylor May. You know, he's a winger, so less likely to get base and that kind of thing. Tago's pretty handy with the ball in hand as well. Um, yeah. But again, for me, I think they've they've maybe maxed out Supercoach worth. As, as you said, a lot of chefs in the Penrith kitchen. There's a lot of chefs everywhere in the NRL at the moment, but plenty doing at, at Penrith. And I think, yeah, time is right maybe to move at least one of them on. I'd be keeping one for the season yeah. just because you want to have that in on the Panthers' side when they go large. But for me, Tago's my guy. Yeah, fair enough. It's it's hard to argue with that. The center centers tend to have a better base than wings, but the wingers can go bigger on their day. But you know, these guys, you look at their stats across the board; they're very, very similar. There's five k difference between them at the moment. There's one between their break evens. Um, they're both averaging in the sixties. There's eight point difference there. Their min scores are very close. Their max scores are very close. They're basically the same player. So, you know, mm. I don't think there is a wrong answer. Um, but, yeah, no, you're right. I think the dual flexibility might just swing it in Tago's favour. That's a good point. Tell you what, I'm getting on Taylor May for a double or more this week. Oh, no, no, I think it's that's not a bad. I traded out uh, Joseph Suwali and Sam Walker last week. Both of them scored. Mm, there you go. I think it's the uh, yeah the tonic to any decision you make. I think just in case, uh, you know, always throw some uh, dollars responsibly onto them. All right, Lakey, that's a, it's a big pod for round 15. A lot happening. I think it's a couple of crucial weeks coming up, so I'm looking forward to our chats. But before we go, I've built this up. Lakey's joke corner. What have you got for me, buddy? Oh, mate, it's, I, I don't have anything. It's been a really tough evening for me. I was, I was having a Barney with the missus earlier because... She just she wants me to stop singing Oasis Wonderwall at her. Mm. Um, I just I said maybe. 
<laughs> oh, big bad Nath loved it too, mate. Oh, Thanks, Nath. Appreciate it. Guy. See, mate, I have the uh, you know sensitivity to laugh at your jokes. I get <laughs> oh, nothing mate. but pity laughs are the best sort of laughs. Are the, the ones I've built my reputation on. I get nothing but silence from from your end. <laughs> but I'll do, I'll do read one that I did see. I read it to you off air. But uh, my son Luke loves that we named our children after Star Wars characters. My daughter Chewbacca, not so much. <laughs> That's just the absolute quality you get on the SC report, mate. Great to talk to you. You and I are flying up the ladder. We'll catch when and soon enough. Good to chat, and I'll catch you next week. Sounds good. See you all then. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high-end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style.